Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils live show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app and the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Cut new customers who bet just $1 on either team to score in an NBA game. Can win $100 in free bets when a team scores. You score with the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX. I'm joined, as always, by Brittany Boyer on this beautiful Monday. We're talking basketball. We are. It's such a nice change of pace. We have been doing so much football. But, you know, finally starting to get a chance to implement some of these other sports. You know, I was out at swim over the weekend, got to take in some of that. So we'll have a story coming up soon on our site. Um, Also, we'll have a women's basketball story coming up soon. But... Yeah, some other stuff finally taking place besides football to talk about. And you know what else is exciting? What? First of all, I know how good I look in general. Yes. But look how good I look in this shirt, man. Yes, the go, shirts are awesome. Go get this at the PH Next Locker right now. It's beautiful. I love it. It came in today, right before I came into the studio. I was so excited. I had to go run over to my little mailbox and grab it. Um, I so, can yeah. just picture you doing that. Yeah, running over. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm stoked. If, if ASU football is spoiled food... ASU basketball is some nice mouthwash or gum. I need this in my life, injected into my veins. This team has so much firepower. ASU men's basketball does. I'm just, I'm just so excited to get started in talking about something else um, than rather than ASU football. So oh, thanks. Our GM just called me cute. I don't know what to do with that. He called, just say thank he you and smile. Cute, right? Not us, right? Just me. <laughs> Thanks all. Um, yeah, so let, let's get right into it. Uh, let's let, let, let's dive into the world of well, Sun Devil basketball. There has been so much change since the last time that fans really got to see Sun Devil basketball play in Desert Financial Arena. The last home game was March 7th, 2020 against Washington State. Last home game with fans. With fans, I should say. Last home game with fans. The last time anyone got a chance to actually see ASU basketball play because they never even got to play after this when they went to the Pac-12 tournament. They had the first round bye, and so they were off the day when everyone actually played. So 612 days since fans have truly had a chance to see men's basketball play. And you know what? It's actually been even longer for the ladies. It's been 618 days uh, from or I should say tomorrow it will be when they officially tip off. But yeah, you know, a long time. So we have put together a little bit of a spark notes guide to give you a breakdown of what to expect for both teams, because there are so many new faces and, you know, kind of hard to figure out what to expect, especially after last year. But last year's kind of a mulligan year, in my opinion. You can't count last year. It's just sad to even think about last year. It reminds me a lot of this football team. So much talent on the roster, so many unfortunate things going on, so much noise behind the program I, I this year proves can, can prove that Bobby Hurley isn't the problem that this team despite so many new faces I mean in that St. Catherine scrimmage they had it, so many team assists for a team that hadn't been together playing basketball really ever before then yeah. so it, it's 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 gonna be I mean that just speaks to the type of team Bobby Hurley puts together a really close tight-knit group we've seen these guys kind of gelling already I'm just so excited to get started. Yeah, well, before we get into showing you guys the highlight video from Mill Madness or Moonlit Madness, I'm sorry, I keep getting it confused because they changed the name and my brain doesn't like change. Um, Moonlit Madness and from their scrimmage against St. Catharines, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we did see, though, overall. Um, And in practice, too, there's much better communication overall from this team. You can see it. They're able to talk. They're able to get things going. I mentioned it before. Uh, DJ Horn is definitely the spark plug for this team. Offensively, he was able to get things going. So keep an eye on him in tomorrow's home opener. Um, what else did we there, there, there well, was a couple of different things. Speaking of spark plugs, there are so many smart spark plugs. I mean, this is, there are. as I mentioned, this team has so much offensive firepower. And to back that, here's some stats. Last year, Marion Jackson at Toledo, we mentioned this uh, last week, 18 points a game, leading his team in scoring. Just Mac Player of the Year. Absolute stud, a shorter guy, six one, I believe. I'm just, I'm so excited to see him play. Pair that with Jay Heath, who averaged 13 points a game um, last year at Boston good. College. Yeah, Jay Heath looked really good at the scrimmage. Um, he was very energetic up and down the court. Hit a lot of really good shots. Had great penetration. Um, good ball handling skills. You know, he was, he was everything you wanted to see in a player who was not a starter coming in off the bench uh, and still bringing that much to the team. Yeah, and and then obviously, as you mentioned, DJ Horn, he averaged 15 points a game last year at Illinois State. Yeah. So uh, adding that all together, I mean, you're getting so much scoring, and that's not even talking about Marcus Bagley, who's probably projected to lead this team in scoring, hopefully, 
if everything goes as planned and there are no setbacks injury-wise or anything else, knock on wood. But it, it I'm just, I, I can't contain the excitement any longer. This is happening. ASU basketball is back. Yes. Uh, fans will be in the stands tomorrow. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's exciting uh, when they, when they play Portland uh, in Portland. It's just, it's, it's just so exciting. I'm it's going to so be excited. a lot. We're going to have a live show coming to you after. Well, not immediately after because the, the men play first and then the women. So we'll be going live after the women's show to ensure that we have enough time and we don't get uh, the boot off the court and stuff. But uh, we'll be having all that for you. So first and foremost, though, before we start breaking down the men's roster, let's take a, high, a look at their highlights from Moonlit Madness and from their scrimmage. Big brother, stuff yeah they really looked good stuff. and i don't know if anyone noticed that steal he had like popped it out from the guy's arm put it behind his opponent the opponent's back and got it to his teammate and that was just a smooth steal i loved seeing that um i was actually surprised i got that on camera to be honest <laughs> but uh yeah so let's get into breaking this down so first on the list we got dj horn Sophomore guard, originally from Raleigh, North Carolina, played in 31 games last year for Illinois State, like you said, or I should say in the 2018-2019 season. Um, last season, he averaged 15.1 points, 2.7 assists, and 3.7 rebounds per game. Um, and like I said, the shots were not falling for ASU basketball. He was able to, you know, get thing, get the ball back, um, really get the rebound, set things up, and when the ball was kicked back to him. He nailed the shot. So you love to see it, but he definitely was the like, like in my opinion, in the scrimmage, he was the offensive spark plug. Yeah, you have so many guys like him on this team, as we mentioned earlier, shorter guys, short, shorter guards. But that isn't what this team is going to be about. It's no longer guard you. Uh, because what I think the starting lineup will probably look like uh, with Kamani Lawrence at the three, Marcus Bagley at the four, or flip-flopped, doesn't really matter. And then Jalen Graham at the five, that's 6'8", six, 6'8", eight, six, eight, and 6'9". It doesn't really matter who your guards are when you have that much height down low and that much team rebounding that should happen. I mean, all these guys look so hungry. So, yeah, DJ Horn, the, the perfect guy to start with uh, out there. Uh, as we mentioned, 6'1", spark plug guy. Plays hard, and that's really all you can ask for in in college basketball, especially in the Pac-12 when yeah. you have teams like well UCLA, obviously the ranked number two in the AP. Uh, as Lotong Capone said, the quiet buzz going on with this team is yeah. real. It's and real. I mean, and last year even with all the issues that they were having with communication and um, you know with the COVID issues, and it was a late in the season game when they had ended up playing UCLA. They took them down to the wire in that game. Uh, they didn't necessarily just get blown out. So th with the way that this team is playing right now, I think that there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, next, next we have on the list Luther Muhammad, a guy that I am really high on. Yep. I've been high on since he transferred here um, and sat out. Jay Heath will likely start over him, but I feel like he will be mixed into the starting lineup on a good amount of nights um, for this ASU basketball team. Um, obviously, he's you know a transfer from Ohio State, uh, really good defensive guy, uh, a facilitator too. Surprisingly, in that scrimmage, I think he had five or six assists. You know, I actually have to make a comment real quick yeah. because I don't think a lot of people know this. So I did do some work for News Twelve New Jersey. Um, the summer that he was uh, going into, or it was summer 2017, but I, I did cover him. He was one of the top recruits that year. Uh, he played for Hudson Catholic. Um, that was a powerhouse program. You know, there's always a lot of buzz with them. So, you know, 
Chat, sat out last year because of a shoulder injury, didn't get to play, but so much to look forward to, especially, you know, I mean, I've heard of him from years past, but uh, now to have him play here, it's like, it's weird how worlds yeah, collide. Yeah, worlds collide. The, 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 the biggest thing with, with him is how much energy he brings, and we are going to say that with a lot of the, these players on this team, uh, but I think the most... Uh, Important thing to note is that he started 28 games for Ohio State in 2019-2020, uh, meaning that even it, without uh, being a offensive producer, he stays on the court. He had 30 steals in 28 games. I mean, if you can get mm-hmm. a steal a game in the Pac-12, that, that's a huge thing to add, uh, especially the way this team's going to feed off energy a lot like ASU football has. It's it's exciting that um, a guy like Luther Muhammad uh, stuck, it, stuck it out and stayed during all of this and didn't put his name into the transfer portal like a lot of people have. So yeah, um, I'm also, really excited to see him play. Also averaged just under three rebounds per game too. So, you know, he's versatile in terms of making sure he helps his team out on the court, even if he's not getting buckets. Yeah. It, and uh, another thing to note is leadership. This team, a lot of what people think is going to be lacking is leadership. I mean, uh, this team hasn't played together much. They don't have many returning players. Um, they're young in some parts, and the older players are transfers. So a guy like Luther Muhammad, who's been around the program, even even though he hasn't played much or at all for the program, uh, he's been in practice and seen what this what, what the vision is that Hurley has. Um, so to, he, he's going to help a lot being a vocal leader on and off the court for this ASU basketball team. We'll go into the next one with Jalen Graham. Obviously, we know him. We're familiar with what he is all about. Uh, started last year. I give up. Uh, I was w- looking for my water. I'm sorry. <laughs> one of the I- few returning players, a junior Arizona native. Um, and, yeah, he's uh, obviously he had to be a leader last year, even though he was um, only – uh, a sophomore, so look for him to have a bigger role this year, uh, even though he had a huge role for the ASU team last year, being one of the only people who had height. Yes, true. Um, another thing I want to point out about Jalen Graham, you know, he's somebody who truly understands what Bobby Hurley means and, and what the the growth of Sun Devil basketball means to, especially fans who are from here, um, you know, for so long, it's always been the U of A with the strong basketball program, and you always hear about them, and no one ever really talks about Arizona State basketball. You don't really hear about local kids going to play air, for basketball for Arizona State and doing much, and he was doing it. He was making a name for himself, and you know what was always nice, too, was um, I do a lot of high school sp- uh, coverage, as most of you who follow me on Twitter know, and um I would always see him out at the games um, supporting other younger players that he knew. Um, And I just think it's a great quality to have um, as in someone who's still connected to the community um, and the youth and just shows their face and wants to be around them. I think that says a lot about somebody because you don't have to go spend your time there uh, supporting those who are younger than you, but he chooses to do that. And I think it's big. Yeah. uh, Not a huge difference on the stat sheet because a lot of the scoring came from the guard position last year, um, but started 19 of 21 games, uh, eight points, five rebounds. I expect to see that rebound total take up a bunch. Uh, I also expect to see more of offensive production from him, even though you don't really need it in this offense. I still I still feel like a lot of the scoring is going to come from the outside. Um, so, Sundowns fans, it's probably going to be another season where you're living and dying by the three-point ball, as stressful as that is. Uh. <laughs> The, the, the good thing is it, it there's a lot of talent from the three-point arc on this team, but it's not going to be reliant because guys like Marion Jackson, DJ Horn, Jay Heath, even Bagley can get to the paint. Obviously, Kamani Lawrence has, he, he probably won't be a lot of, of what the scoring is coming from, but this team has the option to score inside now rather than just relying on the three-point ball. It's yes. more like, it's it's not more relying as in, this is where this team can really make a difference from the three-point line. Uh, if, if they're on one night, they, they don't have to only rely on shooting the three-point ball, which, so relax a little bit. It'll be okay. It'll be I know, okay, but I just promise. to hear I that know, again was that. very traumatizing. I, I was that. like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so Marion Jackson, grad <sighs> student, transfer from Toledo. Shane, you absolutely loved watching him play when you saw him before. Give us a little bit of breakdown about what you liked most about when you saw him well, previously. Look, I know a lot of people that are watching this probably didn't watch a lot of Maction. There's not a lot of Mac <laughs> basketball. that you, that The normal Pac-12 fan doesn't watch a lot of Mac, and this is one of the few things that being a degenerate gambler provides um, is some insight into these smaller conferences 
Uh, as I said, he is one of the best players Toledo's had. <laughs> like, <laughs> Enoculars. We love that. We love the Enoch <laughs> reference. Um, but, you know, the Marion Jackson, uh, I had a lot of insight in him because I was watching a good amount of Toledo basketball last year, which is strange. But as I mentioned before, uh, just a great scorer. He plays with so much intensity. Uh, one of those kind of bowling ball type of guys uh, that you yeah. see at these smaller schools. Uh, really not afraid of contact. And just a pure, pure scorer and competitor. He's a gamer for sure. Yeah, um, he looked good as well with what we saw from him. He actually won the dunk contest at Moonlit Madness. At 6-1. Yeah, <laughs> but he had some creative stuff. So, you know, definitely they're, they're just, like you said before, so many offensive weapons, so many explosive guys, um, so many people who have the opportunity on any given night to step up and be that guy Yeah, well, and the difference maker. Th th this is a guy that shot 34% from the field last year but doesn't need that, and he can do everything. I mean, at 6'1", he averaged six rebounds a game last year, um, six assists a game, and obviously yeah. that number 18.1 points a game that we said and 19 points a game the year before. So it's consistency is what you're going to get from him, 40% from the field. Speaking of consistency, did you you know, he actually set a school record of 41 straight free throws to open the 2020-2021 season. One thing, Sun Devils fans, that you need to be excited about, 90% free throw shooter last year. That is something that this Sun Devil program has struggled with for so long. If that can become something that Sun Devils fans can rely on late game or just even any time in the game, that, the, that when this Sun Devil team gets to the line that they're going to be able to knock down free throws, God bless. Do you think that's going to be a prop for DraftKings? <laughs> free throws? A How many free throws in a row so, can Marion Jackson make? <laughs> probably not that specific. Uh, the college basketball and college football props aren't as plentiful as I would like on a lot of these books. I don't know if that's just something to save themselves from people like me who know too much about Toledo <laughs> basketball. Um, but uh, I, w I wouldn't assume that, that that type of prop would be available on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but there's a lot of other props on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, one thing I like to do is almost every single Suns basketball game I watch is bet on Mikhail Bridges to make one or two threes in the game. Those are available um, uh, in bunches on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, bet just $1 or anything on an NBA team to score, and if any team in that game does score, you get $100 in free bets. When you, your team scores, you score as well. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you get these same game parlays. You get everything. You get the sleek app design. It's the best sports betting app on the market. Um, it's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. Liable, you can withdraw and pull out cash whenever you want. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet just $1 on either NBA team to score that you bet on. And if they do, you get $100 in free bets at DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem call 1 800 next step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Let's get into the next one. Kimani Lawrence. Somebody that this Sun Devil, Sun Devil program should be very familiar with. Uh, you want to break them down a little bit? You know, for they us, actually Britt. joked a little bit. Uh, they, we really haven't had much media availability with men's hoops. Um, they don't really open practice because it's hard for people to get in to weather up with cameras. There's nowhere to really set up for them. Mm -hmm. um, so they do availability after games and stuff. And once they start practicing in Wells Fargo Arena, there will be, or I'm sorry, Desert Financial Arena. I can't get that right. Um, they'll have more, I'm sure. But. Um, you know, he was joking at the media availability probably close to a month ago now that he feels like he's been here forever. Um, but you know, he means so much to this program. So to have him come back once again, to kind of finish out what he started with this group of players when, you know, realistically, I mean, think about it. They were poised to make a great run at the PAC 12 title in 2020, um, I was literally set to leave the next day to drive up there to watch them, and everything went through my fingers. And I know how sad and upset I was, so I only can imagine how sad and upset these players were, right? And then, you know, you come back last year. Last year didn't go anywhere near like what you wanted it. Um, I think for him to come back, he just is such a very key crucial puzzle piece to putting everything together and he really understands like I said about Jalen and um about Marcus they 
understand what Bobby Hurley means to the fan base, but really Kamani more so than anybody because Kamani has seen the total transformation. Kamani was here when they took those walls down at the top of yep. uh, the arena because we were finally selling stuff out again and it was a big deal for them. So it's just interesting to see, um, you know, him still being here and going along for this ride and it's going to be fun to watch him in his final year. I've seen him grow so much over the course of his career here at ASU. I mean, I remember when he was like, I wouldn't want him to, to shoot. Like, it was it was bad. Yeah. And he, he really came into his own in the on, on the offensive end. He, but one thing that never wavered was his intensity on defense, grabbing a board. Whenever ASU needed a spark or they needed a stop, he was there and he moved so well for his six eight size and going into this final year i'm really excited to see how how, how much it means to him and how much he enjoys playing every night because um Kamani's just a guy that i respect so much i, I love love watching him over the course of his asu career and I, I i hope that this asu team can bring him a pac-12 championship i hope so too you know he's one of those players i remember watching uh they this was when you know, live streaming commitments very first became a thing. Um, and so they live streamed his commitment, and I remember tuning in to watch it, mm -hmm. and I was so thrilled that he picked Arizona State because I knew he was going to bring a lot to the program. And, you know, it was a little disappointing at first in the early years to see him kind of go through the process of uh, developing, but, you know, to see where he's at now is absolutely amazing. So yeah, he he he's just, he's just such a great dude. Um, next guy, Jay Heath, we talked about him a little bit. I actually... I expect him to start tomorrow. I think he's going to start at that two spot. I think he'll do great. To yeah. be honest, he, like I said, looked good. He looked great off the bench, I mean, actually. He's, like, he's just another, he's a pure scorer, 14 points a game last year at Boston College. And that's um, the thing, he has college experience. It's not like he's, um, you know, somebody who played somewhere else, quote unquote, but was like a bench warmer, didn't really get it. Yeah, he's not one of those big name transfers from a school at, like Duke who didn't play much. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that played 33 and a half minutes uh, per game as a sophomore at Boston College. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're playing in D1, especially in the ACC, if you're averaging 33 and a half minutes, man. That's work. You put in work. It is. He set a, a freshman record at Boston College with 65 made three-pointers in 2019-2020. So again, Brett, you got yeah. a shooter on your hands. and You do. It's, it's exciting. We saw him shine at the exhibition. If you were there, you know, he looked great. Um, you know, just expect him to really... I think in games where the energy is down, he's somebody that you can put pull off the bench, put in, and he will help turn the team around in terms of the vibe on the court and what you're getting from him. So, yeah. And something encouraging, too, is his freshman year, shot 42% from the field, 37% from three, but only 55% from the free throw line. Last year, he upped that to 78% Such from the free throw line. So he, so he cares. And as a freshman, he also averaged 33 minutes a game, which is, I mean, he's a gamer. He knows how to, he, he's been there before, um, faced the best of the best, yeah. obviously, in the ACC. So, um, his last game was actually against Duke, <laughs> so he he knows what top level talent uh, plays like. And yeah, it's it's exciting to see. I'm I'm really excited to see him um, have a big impact on this ASU team. Well, after that, Justin Roshlin, true freshman, welcome to college, bud. We saw you make your debut at the exhibition, and you also hit quite a few really nice shots. We had one of them in the highlight video. Um, you know, he looked pretty good. You know, he was a three-star prospect who had offers from programs like Washington, Oregon State, TCU, Florida, ultimately picked Arizona State. Um, you know, I, I really think he's going to ha have a wonderful opportunity to develop more this season and mm -hmm. not be forced into playing with the group of guys that he has. Um, and I think he has a really good group of guys to learn from, too. So I'm excited. I think he'll get playing time, but I think it's not going to be where he's forced into uh, having to pick up some slack or somebody's injured so he's got to go in and now it's all on him you know so yeah he, he he's a he's a guy that probably won't get much run in the year but uh still but it, he's it, only a true freshman yeah, so it's exactly. not a big deal speaking of true freshman Lil bob Lil bob bobby hurley the third technically but we're gonna call him Lil bob uh walk on did get some time at uh uh, Moonlit Madness and the Expedition. He took his dad's jersey out at Moonlit Madness. Yeah, that was, uh, so cool. that was fun. A good personality, good guy. Uh, another guy probably won't get a lot of run. No, nah, but you know what? At the Exhibition, he was out there, man, just saucing everybody up, just like his daddy <laughs> with those assists, man. Um, I, I, I think if he does get a chance to play, it's going to be uh, probably earlier in the season in the games where Arizona State's up by a lot. Um, 
you know, and they can put those lower level guys into rest the uh, starters. So I'm excited. You know, I think he'll he'll be somebody that is exciting for the team in his own way, just by the energy he brings into the locker room and into practice every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, Micah Bruno or Bruno, I don't know. I can't I can't pronounce Bruno. Anyway, spelled Bruno. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I always like think I'm dyslexic, and then I have to like look at it a second time to make sure my eyes didn't play a trick on me. Uh, anyways, <laughs> he's a junior. I'm not really sure with the, um, of a bunch of background information about him. I know he played at Chaparral High School here in Arizona. Um, I know my old calculus teacher from Moon Valley actually is the basketball coach there now. Um, <laughs> That's all I know. Um, I didn't really get a chance to see him play, but he is a junior, so there's not a whole lot of information about him, um, nothing about where he played before or if he just decided to try out and walk on the team this year and got a spot. But, um, you know, I just know he's a hometown kid, so it is definitely worth knowing his name at least. Yep, Chaparral, uh, my uh, high school's rival actually, so Mm. might have a problem with that. Sorry. (laughs) All right, next one. this, this is this is this is a big one, uh, quite literally a big one. Uh, Enoch Bwakwe, uh true freshman, massive dudes. Uh, just I, I I bet Jalen Graham gets a start over him tomorrow, um, pending anything shaking up. But I mean, he's four star recruit, absolute massive frame. Yeah, he reminds he, me what, what a did lot he, of Ludor. What did he look like in person? Huge, <laughs> huge. He reminds me, like I said, so much of Lou Dort. And if you remember Lou Dort in person, um, he looked like a grown ass man at 18. And like you would think he was 24, 25 years old, you know. So um, Enoch is actually like he's just he's big. He's definitely going to help ASU have a much bigger interior presence this year. And, uh, you know, it was already on display at the scrimmage. I just think it's going to be nice to have Two true bigs, you know, and yep. he's really going to help contribute in that aspect. And, I, um, yeah. you know, he's been compared to DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if you've heard of it, um, any of those comparisons. Yeah, at all, I mean, but. It, it's a lot with his ceiling, his upside. You know, he's 6'10", really long guy. Uh, he, I mean, he had offers, Illinois, Texas Tech, Maryland, Oklahoma State. So much upside, so much strength, a lot of post presence. I mean, the, the interior defense aspect of it that – that ASU has been lacking for so many years. I mean, just getting dominated by the Mobley brothers last year and 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 the likes in the in the uh, Pac-12. Th- having two and maybe even three, we'll talk about big guys that can really be a force on defense and offense. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, obviously, being a freshman, there's so much room to grow. Uh, so I, I really hope this uh, choice to come come join the Sun Devils is is going to pan out for him. Yeah, uh, we also have after that uh, John Olmstead, who even though he's a junior and a walk-on, he did a fair share of heavy lifting last year for Arizona State um, and actually was given his chance to shine. So, you know, you got to give a shout-out to him too. A local kid from a really, really small town, Morency, Arizona. Do you know where Morency's at? No, I do. It is in southern Arizona, like way southern Arizona, little, little town. Um, I believe that their school is a 2A high school, which means that they probably have like 500 kids, like max. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a big school. So he is one of only, uh, like one of only two or three kids, I want to say. One of the only kids in Morency High School's history to make a D1 collegiate roster. Wow. So shout out to Olmstead. He actually has gone on and I think to – look at what he actually did last year makes it that much more phenomenal, you know. Um, But he probably won't get to see a ton of playing time this year given how many uh, offensive star power weapon guys that they have. But uh, I definitely think that he'll get some time, especially uh, towards some of the end of the games that they are up in. Um, Or, you know, if somebody is um, not necessarily having the greatest practice, they're injured, whatever. I think he has uh, a lot of places that he can step up and help the team. So that will be where it helps him. It just sounds like somebody got stabbed outside Uh, when they sneezed. I believe it was just a sneeze. Yeah, that was very loud. (laughs) Um, The next guy, uh, Cade Ronzone, another walk-on sophomore. Um, Probably won't get a lot of run, but... I mean, this. But team, he's a twin, because yeah. <laughs> his twin brother, Austin Ronzone, is also a sophomore walk-on. <laughs> so you want to get into both of them? I mean, we'll just knock them both out at once, because there's not really anything yeah. on either of them other than they played at Bishop O'Dowd High School. That's about it. So <laughs> we got two twin brother walk-ons. Um, probably, like we said, won't just see a ton of either of them, but um, maybe in the future. I mean, they are only sophomores, or maybe we see them in games, like I said, uh, where. 
Uh, I believe they did play in the exhibition. So games it, where you're up be, by like it, 60, they'll it, give some playing time. It'd, but. Be, it'd be fun to see uh, to see both of them and get a little confused. Yes. Like who's who. Um, they're relatively the same size. So, yeah. Uh, um, Damari d- Williams. Yeah. Next so guy. he's a, another true freshman originally from Trex, <laughs> from Trexas. <laughs> from Texas, transferred to Dream City Christian School in Glendale, though. You know, and I want to point this out. ASU actually has three guys on their roster that all um, are from other places, but moved in high school to Arizona to play at um, these club high schools. Uh, I forget what they're called, but whatever they are, like the yeah. prep schools. Yeah. Um, so he moved to Dream City Christian. Uh, he's got nearly a seven-foot wingspan. So you know how Bobby Hurley was talking about, you know, just the presence when his guys put their arms out this year that they make compared to last year's. Um, he's one of those guys that he's talking about. Um, th- he's good. He has potential to really help elevate this team without people knowing who he is. I mean, he had offers from Baylor and TCU, so it's not like he's just I like, mean, if you're getting nobody. an offer from, from the national champion, yeah. doing something right. Yeah. Um, well, here's a guy that is probably the face for unfamiliar Sun Devils that don't know a lot about this team. Um, Thanks, Low Tone Capone, Texas. <laughs> and, I mean, he's the face for, for, for a good reason. Marcus Bagley, uh, you know everything about him. I mean, a yeah. shooter, 6'8". Uh, becoming more of a presence, had to play more of the traditional four last year, even a little bit of five, which just isn't what he's about. Uh, I, I I know a lot about him because he was actually training at the same AU academy I was training at when I was in high school. He was about 10 years old or something, I want to say. Um, and he could shoot the shit out of the ball when he was young too. Um, and seeing him grow quite literally grow yeah i was so, so surprised when he uh, not only committed but he was six eight and a asu commit obviously uh the lesser of the two studs as for, uh incoming freshman last year not a knock on him just josh Christopher for being the highest recruit asu's ever had uh and he's just somebody i'm so excited to see the growth for you can see the passion in how he plays and yeah. how excited he is to get this year started uh i'm, I'm ready to see Marcus Bagley let it fly, and just just to see how much his game has changed in the last year. And, you know, also touching on that, you know, I think part of his connection to coming back here and knowing that he only was going to play at Arizona State if he came back um, is, you know, the the legend of his grandfather, yeah. Jumpin' Joe Caldwell, whose jersey is retired from the rafters yep. in Desert Financial Arena, one of very few people who have that done. And we're going to talk about a new one who is getting their jersey retired here soon. But, um, you know... He has the opportunity to walk in his grandfather's footsteps and truly be one of those legacy players for Mm -hmm. Arizona State University. And I think that that means a lot to him. But also, speaking of his grandfather, shout out to him because he was actually inducted into the Arizona Sports Hall of Fame on November 1st this year. So last Monday. So, um, yeah, Marcus has a huge, huge um, opportunity in in front of him. Yeah, even aside from that, I mean, he's going to be asked a lot from for this year uh i would assume hurley's giving him the green light for a lot of things i I bet we see an uptick in his playmaking and how much he handles the ball Mm -hmm. a lot more plays run for him he'll probably be the guy that they look to for a bucket when they need it um and yeah it's the the growth aspect i mean there's just so much unknown that you're going to get from him uh upside wise He, he he can really really take a jump uh this year and i'm really excited to see that um, so now going into our next one, another freshman, Jeff Grace, who's on the roster, um, opportunity to quietly kind of help in the background and grow, just another one of those guys. Um, but let's get to a guy who I'm high on also, Alonzo Gaffney. Yes, uh, Gaffney looked great, both at Moonlit Madness and at the exhibition as well. So, you know, another guy that you really want to see. And he's got size. Um, he's very athletic. Um I just I really enjoyed watching him play. He's, yeah, he's one of those guys that uh, started at a big school at Ohio State, um, transferred, went the JUCO route, and now found his way on this ASU basketball roster. Uh, last year, uh, he averaged eight, eight and a half points a game, five rebounds, uh, one assist, one block. So another presence inside, six nine forward. Um, got the year of D one experience, obviously, as we talked about um, from Ohio State. Uh, yeah, he'll he just he'll look to fu- kind of find his footing again at the D1 level mm-hmm. um, this year, and he's probably grateful for the opportunity. And I'm I'm stoked to have him here. 
another freshman that you should actually be on the lookout for that I think is going to take a lot of people. This is my dark horse, man. Will Felton. He's a freshman, also from Raleigh, North Carolina. Was previously said to be one of the dark horses in the recruiting class for Bobby Hurley. He's 6'8", 240 pounds, and has a 6'11 wingspan, man. Talk about also being able to just, you know, dominate the court and presence when you're trying to, like, Look down it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he's got a six eleven wingspan. Spent that year at Hargrave Military Academy. Shot seventy four percent from the field while posting fifteen and point six points and eight point one rebounds a game. The the fact that this Sun Devils team could have three rotational big men, maybe even four, with Gaffney uh, for a presence inside is such a change from last year. Uh, it's it's going to be really refreshing to watch. It really is. Um, you know, another person to look at, uh, Chase Courtney. He's a sophomore. He played two seasons previously at San Jose State. Um, another local kid graduated from Pinnacle High School, uh, played three seasons of varsity ball. You know, he averaged 14.1 points per game and nine rebounds as a senior, shooting 50% from the floor and 80% from the free throw line. Um, so he's another person doesn't have a ton of collegiate experience, but mm-hmm. if you needed to put him in, in a squeeze, I think he, um, has at least a little bit of, uh, what knowledge of what to expect. Yeah. Speaking of local kids, Jordan Williams, freshman originally from LA moved to, as you said, another guy that moved to Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, to play at prep school. This was AZ compass prep. Just a lot of these, a lot of these names. And then last guy, another, uh, prep school kid, uh, Jemiah Neal. Uh, went to Hillcrest in Phoenix. Everybody mm-hmm. knows about Hillcrest. I mean, really highly touted program for a prep school. Um, moved from Ohio. Not a lot of experience, but he's got a lot of experience playing against high-level recruits. So. Yes, and you know what else you really like to see is that right after Arizona State offered, he committed to them. Um, he is somebody who really, truly wanted to play for ASU, and I think that that um, is a good look because I think you're not as likely to enter the transfer portal, and you're also not as likely to be somebody who's a one-and-done. Yeah, like Lozone Capone said, lots of untapped potential on the bench, setting yourselves up for success uh, when a lot of these last-year guys are gone. We'd be remiss if we didn't just touch on it. I know he's gone. Remy Martin, Kansas, plays tomorrow. Are we excited? Are we tuning in? Are we watching it? I don't. I could care less, honestly. You couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. <laughs> well, I could care less because I care a little bit, but like, <laughs> but like, I'm not, I don't care enough to watch. Like, I care because like, I like kind of want to talk and be like, yeah, punk. Like, I didn't really like you very much when you were at ASU. Sometimes you drive me absolutely insane. I've gotten, yeah. I I have a lot lot of my friends, a lot of people I've talked to that are ASU basketball fans. I'm not the biggest fan of Remy Martin. Uh, Lots of talent. They just didn't like his sporadic ability. The thing about that, I understand some of the shots he took were wild, but you also have to think about what he was asked to do. Um, there was just not a lot of offense that was coming from other positions. I mean, you'd have Alonzo Virginites where he'd go crazy. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, well, when he, when he was here at ASU, that just he he really did. A, I mean, this this is a guy that that willed the ASU team to beat Kansas, the number one team in the nation, twice. The, twice. And but but that's the type of that, that's why I think. Pump the brakes a little bit on Hayden on the guy. I, I wish the best for him. Um, um, I'm excited to see the impact he can bring um, to, so to Kansas as a spark plug. It's like one specific, like when he gets in this one specific type of like mentality where he keeps driving into the bucket, right? So he like gets in the paint and goes up for a free throw, or not a free throw, sorry, a, a layup. And then instead, as he's in the air, he kicks it back out to the three, and then they go and shoot another three and miss it. Mm-hmm. And it will be after they've missed, like, 18 out of the last 23s that they've put up. And I'm like, can you please stop? Yeah, I agree with Latone. Too hot and cold, but we'll take the great memories. That's exactly how you should take it. Take it like that, ASU fans. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm also excited to watch GCU a little bit. They've got some of uh, former hey, players. Hey, we got a game against GCU yeah. coming up. Uh, maybe we'll have to do some sort of ticket giveaway for our yeah, fans. Yeah, we'll see. Well, speaking of giveaways. Well, we are going to do a giveaway. Um, we'll announce the full details at the end of the show, but... We're going to be giving away one of these wonderful Give Em Hell Devils Look at my shirts. head. And Shane's head. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm giving away your head. <laughs> not my head. I'm going to put it on a stick. I'm going to uh, cut it off and put it on a stick. Oh, that's terrifying. Okay, before we get into the woman, let's talk a little bit about GoPHNX. Beautiful merchandise at the PHNX locker. Beautiful content mm-hmm. all over the site. 
uh, beautiful deals going on if you're a member. If you want to become a member, you can get your first month for just 50 cents. Or you can get you can commit long-term, baby. Get, get an annual membership for just under 60 bucks, and you get a free T-shirt with that. There's always stuff going on at gophnext.com, daily content. All of the audio and video is there, as well as some great articles written by Brittany and Gerald and everybody who covers PH Next, Craig Morgan for the Coyotes, Derek Montilla, um, Jesse Friedman, all of those guys that cover um, every sport for PH Next. It's all there. Um, yeah, it's just some really good stuff. There's a lot of really good stuff there. I actually had probably my best post-game story I've ever done um, yesterday that went up, and so I was super happy about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all. A little pat on the back for yourself. Um, yeah, it just made me feel really good <laughs> given the fact that I stayed up all night and then proofread it with Craig at like 7 a.m. Yeah. Lou Dort did play a massive role against Kansas, Jacob. And Lou Dort is killing it in the NBA. And I, I will be the first to admit I didn't like a lot of what he was doing at ASU. And I didn't think he'd be that much of an impact. But my God, I love him so much now. Um, yeah. He's, he he kind of... He, uh, Luther Muhammad can be a lot what Lou Dort was for this ASU team. Yeah. Um, defensively a stopper. He probably won't shoot as much because, my God, he took some horrendous shots when Lou Dort was here. But we're not talking <laughs> about men's anymore. We're talking about women's. Brittany, let's break it down. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot of change on this roster as well. They actually have fewer returners than the men do. They only have Taya Hansen and Jade Van Hefty coming back. Um, and so... They have a really, really well-rebuilt squad um, in terms of, well, actually they have one other player coming back, but she's injured right now still, so she's not in the lineup. So take that out of consideration. But, um, yeah, you know, in case you were wondering, though, it's been a little bit longer, like we said, 618 days since they've gotten to play at home. Um, in front of fans. I got to ask um, Charlie what she uh, – was looking for or what she felt about Moonlit Madness, what the vibe was, and, you know, just getting back out there in front of fans. And, you know, she really told me that this, this is a little bit more of what you, you can expect to see from the Sun Devils this year and that last year was just a wacky year for them. So let's take a look. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. You know, that was um, Bobby really gets credit for driving that because I think maybe in his first year, I don't know exactly, we might have done that. And he, we just thought, you know, that's just so great for our community, for Tempe. Um, it's good for recruiting, you know, make a little sizzle reel. So, um, yeah, I, th I thought we represented well. I mean, I thought both teams did, and I thought they had fun with it, and it was just fun to have. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not really an event where you can pack a ton of people in, but, you know, it was you just felt um, our Sun Devil Nation a little bit around the court and and uh, yeah, I appreciated our our ASU leadership, uh, you know, getting behind that and Adidas. Adidas really sponsored it well. Hence the I don't know what those globetrotter uh, <laughs> funky funky uniforms were, but uh, yeah, I thought that's a that was a good glimpse uh, of you know our improved offense. Um, you know, you saw how well we shot the ball and you know clearly. I don't even want to reference last year, but we were bad. You know, we were, we were not, you know, we, we just weren't a very good offensive team last year, and, and we are much improved, and hopefully that kind of got highlighted. That Turner Thorne, not a big fan of the Globetrotter uniforms. I enjoyed them. I think she was just a little, like, not a fan of the shorts. They were a little bit funky. I liked them. But, um, you know, so she truly felt like that was a better experience or a better uh you know, showing of what to expect this year from Arizona State. But it was really just kind of a shooting contest. They haven't necessarily had any open scrimmages. They've had some closed scrimmages. But here is from the ladies what you can expect uh, to see from their team this year after I went to their practice on Wednesday of last week. Uh, well, we got a lot more offensive threats, so people are going to have to play us, and it's going to be really hard to guard us. And, I mean, we have a lot of shooters now, a lot of people that can create, get to the rim. Our post players are great as well. So, I mean, it's just they're going to have to guard everybody. It's, they're not just going to have to worry about a couple people, and I think that's really going to be the hardest thing for the teams that play us. Um, I have a strong scoring mindset. Um, obviously, we're going to be playing both, both ends of the court, but um, I'm aggressive on offense. I, I look to get to the rim, and I have great shooters that are spotting up for me when the defense collapsed. So I think it's going to be fun to just try to get to the rim, um, open some other things up for this team because we have great shooters. And I think we just needed some you know, penetration to kind of open up those, those spots on the floor for each other. Our team is so versatile. So like I box out, my algo doesn't get it. Uh, Kate and Lemon's boxing out, so I'm like, oh, I got to go get it. So like we work off each other, and then it's just like 
we don't have like a specific inbounder, someone running the floor, like anyone can be in that position and just makes our team better. You know, we've grown a lot since last year. We've put a ton of work in over the summer um, and have some recruited some pretty awesome players that I'm very excited to, to play with. And um, it's been awesome just working with them this summer. Um, but yeah, we're putting last year kind of behind us, taking what we need to uh, and just bringing what Sun Devils do best is we work hard um, and we just bring it every every game. We're relentless and offense is going to come. We we've had some close scrimmages. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this, but uh, we've we've killed these teams and their offense looks pretty darn good. <laughs> so Taya is one of the two faces you're going to remember her and Jade Van Hefty. Um, you know, Jade was definitely somebody who did a lot of cleanup action in the paint for ASU. But we're going to talk about Taya Hansen first. She's a senior, all Pac-12 honorable mention and all Pac-12 defense um, in 2021. Um, You know, she's definitely the team's active career leader in three points with 111. Um, Tied the program's single game record for three-pointers against Cal last year. Seven of them. Um, you know, she's part of the Canadian national team. Um, she's just done so much, and she looked really great for ASU at Moonlit Madness. Um, you know, something I want to touch on with uh, Taya Hansen is for her, it's so much bigger than just the sport of basketball itself. It's about giving back and being able to inspire, inspire the younger members of the community. And um, I actually know some younger girls who I saw at a basketball tournament one time that I was covering for high school. They were little. They were, I want to say, like nine and seven mm-hmm. when I saw them. But they had some freaking handles, right? And I'm like, yo, let me do a video with you. Um, And so I did a video with them, and I started talking to them, and they told me that they're really huge fans of ASU basketball. And so then I eventually started seeing them around at ASU basketball, and Taya Hansen let them sign her shoes. And then she signed their shoes. And... The, the kids were literally so ecstatic about it. Like, they loved it so much. So I had to ask Taya about it when I finally got a chance to sit down and talk to her. So here's what she had to say about that. You know, I missed that so much last year. I mean, the fans bring so much energy and passion to the game. And uh, honestly, like, I don't play basketball for me. I play it to inspire the next generation. And not being able to have fans at the games last year was really difficult. So I'm just floored to have um, girls that I can play for and um, just encourage and be there at the end of the games to to encourage them um, and just tell them that they can accomplish their dreams if they they put the work in and that shoe signing thing is is coming back i'm I'm getting a whole lot of signatures on these shoes (laughs) i I love i love it i just love how happy the sport makes her yes and she's just she's a stud she's so good led asu uh last year in points threes steals free throw percentage she does everything and uh, just so much passion. You know it's who great. else is really good is Jaden Simmons. And, you know, Charlie mentioned at the press conference, too, how she was snubbed from the Pac-12 all-freshman all team last year. And, you know, she doesn't know if Jaden is offended by that, but she is. So she was upset about that. She has a chip on her shoulder about that. Um, you know, Simmons averaged 10.8 points per game. She was the first ASU freshman to average double, uh, double digits in th- – Double figures in scoring since Jill No in 2003. Yeah, and, and I was just about to say, she's only a sophomore this year. There's so much room for her to yeah. grow. She's she's going to be a big part of this ASU team for years to come. I'm really excited to see her play again. And Gabriella Bosquez is also on here. She's a senior, transferred to ASU in spring of 2020. Um Charlie touched on her in the press conference when they were asked who is the most improved. Um, and she said she had to shout out Gabriela Bosquez. Now she said she went back to Texas over the summer, worked her butt off, came back 15 pounds more of muscle, improved shooting ability. Um, you know, she has previous college playing experience too, which is going to come in handy. So really keep an eye out for Gabriela Bosquez. You know, I watched her at practice when they had open practice and she definitely was working incredibly hard too at just improving her free throw. She's 15, a very, 15 pounds of muscle. It's so crazy. She is a very dedicated (laughs) athlete, um, and I think that there's a lot of girls on this team. Um, They're very much getting back to this old sense of the Charlie Turner Thorne um, roster and mindset that they used to have, Um, and it's a very different vibe from some of these teams that we've seen in years past with them. Um, It's nice to see this because they are very disciplined, very self-motivated, happy leaders who just have a bigger purpose than just what they're doing right now. Asiana, Asiana Basalo, I'm sorry, Asiana Basalo, she transferred from San Jose, um, San Jose State back in April. 
We saw her at Moonlit Madness as well. She was just nailing them from behind the arc. She looked great. I think she's going to absolutely just help ASU women's basketball immensely this year, especially in terms of opening things up. So, um, you know, she's little, she's shifty. Um, you know, she's 81% from behind the line. So, spark plug from the bench. Yeah. Uh, sixth, what is it? Wouldn't it be six man, it'd be six woman of the year. Is yeah, I guess. <laughs> Love that. Um, you know, she was the Becky Hammond mid major player of the year semifinalist, um, was named to the All Mountain West team. So, definitely another player that you're going to want to look out for, for sure. Um, and Sydney Erickstrup, she's a sophomore, played in 18 games last year, but this truly is going to be her chance to develop. Um, now, Shane, I know you weren't out at practice mm-hmm. at all or didn't get a chance to be out at Moonlit Madness because you've been stuck here doing stuff instead, which is unfortunate because... Oh, it's I love it. I don't have Stockholm Syndrome at all. I like being here. Yeah, I know, Help right? Me. I get to see all the exciting stuff. But she's another player, just so happy, so smiley. Another another person who just has the the possibility to put him down from behind the arc um, and really shock some people. But she also um, can penetrate well. She's able to set things up, um, especially, you know, when the defense start collapses. Um, you know, she's able to bail some of her teammates out. So it'll be interesting to see how ASU uses her this year. Um, Mayel Giles, you know I've been super high on her. Yeah, grad student, uh, Montreal born, mm-hmm. uh, played uh, last year for Rutgers or undergrad for Rutgers. Uh, last season, she had eight points a game, four rebounds as a senior, um, and helping them with their highest seed they've ever had. And then to determine so experience is what she brings. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like most about her? She is tall. Um, and she is very aggressive. She's able to box out well. She hits a lot of really good shots. She's able to drive and penetrate in the paint well, especially against other men that were on the scout team that they mm-hmm. had in there playing that day. Um, and I feel like her communication's really, really good. She's a sci- like she's definitely one of those people who leads by example too, but she's not afraid to say anything to somebody um, and kind of like, hey, here's where we need to be. But Taya was definitely more of the vocal, like excited leader where Mayel was more of the quiet, like here's, I'm to just do what I need to do, mm. follow my lead. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think she's going to be a huge help to this Sun Devil offense um, and even defense when it comes to boxing out. Maggie Besselink is only a sophomore, but she's also from Canada. Um, you know, after missing four games last season because of an injury, she uh, started uh, 14 of the other 18 games she played in. Uh, she led the team in rebounding last year. And like she was saying uh, when I – had asked the question of what you can expect from the team this year. Um, she said, you know, if Mayel boxes out, somebody else goes up and gets it. So she definitely uh, is very much in tune with circulating to make sure that they get those second chance points or are able mm-hmm. to uh, prevent the other team from getting she had, second chance points. She had 13 points. rebounds in a game last year. She did. That's, that's impressive. She drilled, drilled the only player who drilled the half-court shot at Moonlit Love Madness. it. I'm excited to see her play. Uh, Caitlin Levings, next pr- person up, sophomore, started all 22 games um, when she was uh, able to play last year. Um, finished third on the team in offensive rebounds with two um, and fourth in both scoring and rebounding with five points per game and four rebounds per game. Yeah, and so she's somebody who I think is really also going to come into her own this year, kind of like Sydney Erickstrup. You know, a lot of this team is young. They have a lot of youth, but uh, Charlie mentioned how much the experience that they got last year is going to help them this year because they played through what could quite possibly be the hardest year to get through a full season, um, you know, issues with communication. And they were young then. So to not really know each other and kind of be forced into that situation was a lot. So um, I think that they're gonna, she's going to be one of those players that also steps up this year and kind of sees herself develop a little bit more yeah, and learns more of what her identity is. But somebody who's going to have a huge impact that Charlie touched on is Jade Lavelle. And, um, you know, she's a transfer from Boise State. She has family down here. She's originally from Scottsdale before she had moved to Seattle with her mom. So she's very excited um, because she's the daughter of eight-year NFL veteran running back Derek Lavelle, who played for the Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, and the Denver Broncos. Um, You know, she's a battle-tested and experienced player, and she chose to come down here because she wanted to get to play in front of her family. Well, um, the only thing you need to know about her from from a, a stats standpoint, she scored 40 in a game. She's insanely good. 40. She's insanely good. She was voted the Mountain West preseason freshman of the year. Um, she in, appeared in 31 games as a freshman um, and scored a season high of 18 points again against Washington State that year as a freshman. Mm-hmm. So that's already experience playing against a Pac-12 team back then. So I think she's going to do great when she actually uh, starts and really is in the 
mix here mm. and plays all Pac-12 teams. But uh, she was a big difference maker at practice. She was talented. She helped raise everybody else's experience level on the court. Um, you know, forty burger. Yeah, she's <laughs> absolutely insanely good. Um, I can't wait to see what she's able to do. Uh, then we have Jade Van Hefty. She was injured last year, so she missed. Uh, she played in the first game and then was out the rest of the season. So uh, that was a big blow for Arizona State. But as a sophomore, she did start in 31 games. And like I said, she was definitely the the uh, person who cleaned things up in the paint for Arizona State. So she was the team's leader in offensive rebounds per game and was second in overall rebounds per game. Three offensive rebounds a game. You know how hard that is? Yeah. Almost three, 2.9 uh, two years ago, re- offensive rebounds per game. If you guys don't understand what it means to get an offensive rebound, let alone three every single game. and try to box somebody else out. It's y- hard. Yeah, it's, it, the it's, maneuvering. So, it's, it's genuinely all effort. And and that's like one of the that's the stat that sticks out to me most out of anybody on this ASU women's basketball team. It's three offensive rebounds a game is such a hard thing to do. So she's still working her way back at practice. She's not fully implemented, but she should be um, back to speed here before the season gets fully underway. Um, and as soon as she's back in the rotation, she's definitely going to have a huge impact on this team um unfortunately though someone who is out for the whole season is lone freshman meg newman it's disappointing disheartening uh charlie confirmed at wednesday's practice that she's going to miss the entire season she did tear her acl um and she had surgery about two weeks ago but you know she picked up on um or she, she just touched a lot on what she means to the team. So let's watch this little bit of a video of uh, what Charlie and Taya have to say about Meg Newman and her injury. Mm, it was in the one of the first ones. Well, <laughs> we'll wrap it up here um, with our last two players. Uh, here comes a six foot four sophomore from down under, um, a Morgan Greenslade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty three games with two starts, uh, had a career high nine rebounds last year against UCLA. Six four center from Australia. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> she's uh, definitely looks like she's improved a lot in terms of growth on the court too. Definitely saw her out at practice. Um, she was able to. She's playing with the uh, B team, but. Um, or the scout team, whatever they mm-hmm. want to call it. But, you know, she was out there for sure making a difference. And then Isadora Souza is a junior. She is the last one. She's still rehabbing a little bit, feeling a little injured, a little banged up. But um, she should be back soon. Um, native of Sao Paulo, Brazil, signed with ASU in June of this year after she played uh, at JUCO in Florida. And uh, started at all 25 games last season, averaged 13.5 points per game. Just under six rebounds and five assists. Yeah, lots of personality, lots of nationality on this team. It's it's, it's interesting to see where everybody comes from. I think the biggest uh, player on this team, though, is CTT. I mean, Charlie Turner Thorne, she's the lifeblood of this program, obviously. She's just one of my favorite people um, at ASU Athletics in general. Um, and I think she's going to be the reason why this team takes that next step. Um, with with all of these, with all the talent on this roster, um, she can only boost it so much. But she's just, I, I love her to death, and I'm really excited to see this team play under her this year. She is an absolute staple. She mentioned how much these girls understand, um, you know, what Sun Devil basketball really is all about. And that's a very defensive minded team, um, but also just not being selfish and loving each other. And she said there really are no energy vampires vampires on this team nobody that sucks the excitement out of a locker room so she's very excited to see what they're able to do this year on their own even without her having to motivate them yep um and right now uh obviously we're prepping you for the season and it starts tomorrow Mm -hmm. uh 4 p.m asu uh men's host portland um at dfa 24-point favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you want to get in on that action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook They're app. They're going to win by more than 24. Right now. Um, use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Not betting advice, though. You can find the betting advice on our PHNX Daily Bet Show Monday through Friday, by the way. Um, and that is also sponsored by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's the best sportsbook app in America. It's top-rated. It's sleek. It's clean. It's safe, secure, and reliable, as I mentioned before. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get in on the 24-point action that the, they set the line at for ASU tomorrow, go ahead and download it. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet just $1 on any NBA team to score a point. And if either team scores a point in their game, which that happens every single basketball game, um, you get $100 in free bets this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah. Um, and then... Before you go, we're doing 
a giveaway on Twitter. Help us get to 750 followers. We are giving away a Give Em Hell shirt. All you have to do is make sure you are following us and retweet the tweet as soon as it goes up. Um, and you will be entered to win if we get to 750 followers by Friday. Um, we will be picking a winner on Friday's show. Uh, and if it is you, we will also send you a message. Shoot us over your shirt size and we will get that sent out to you. So, yeah, make sure you follow us and enter. Also, make sure you watch tomorrow's post-game live show. We will be coming to you live from Desert Financial Arena after ASU's games. It's going to be exciting. First basketball postgame live. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. 5 p.m. Uh, Portland at ASU men's. Uh, 8 p.m. Northern Colorado at ASU women's um, at 8. So join us then. Um, got a big week ahead of us. Tuesday game, Thursday game, uh, Saturday football game. We'll be live after all of them. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. As always, you can follow Brittany on Twitter at bboy07. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane D. If you can follow the Sun Devils account, phnx underscore Sun Devils on Twitter. You can also follow phnx underscore sports across all social medias. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe, comment, interact, um, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.